Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. All right. It's another day. It's another Your Daily Scrum. I'm professional scrum trainer Ryan Ripley. This gentleman next to me is professional scrum trainer Todd Miller. We are two trainers out in the world trying to help you have a little bit better of a day as you use scrum to change the world, deliver value, and have an impact on those around you. Well, that sounds nice, doesn't it, Todd? It sounds great. I was just going to say, I was going to reference Die Hard and just say yippee ki but not add the last part that he says. Uh, we'll let the listeners fill that part in. <laughs> um, another great question from one of our, our watchers on the YouTube channel. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe. Mm -hmm. Did you know, Todd, that half of the people watching right now are not subscribed to the channel? I'm disappointed in you if you're not subscribed. Hit the like and subscribe or else Todd's going to be disappointed. Yeah. Tell you what, bud, today's question, it's a doozy. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Does every person have to work toward the sprint goal? Yeah. This I'm assuming this, this is came, like every person on a scrum team, right? Yeah. Everyone on a scrum team. And this, this came during a product owner class. So yeah. I actually thought one of our, uh, one of our awesome students, like usual, brought this up and I was like, you know what, Ryan, we had never thought to think about this. Yeah, it's just it's always been kind of an automatic to us, but then we we thought about it for a bit and thought maybe there's some nuance to this. Yeah, I I think the way that we we have this does everybody have to work towards the sprint goal? I think that I think that the short answer is no, um, they don't. And let me lay but, out a good scenario here because mm -hmm. people are like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So let's pretend we're in a situation where our scrum team has support and maintenance responsibilities, mm -hmm. right? And so what we advise is hold back 30%, 20%, whatever of your capacity so that you know that stuff's coming in and otherwise work on your sprint goal stuff. Mm -hmm. But if a bug comes in and two people need to break off to take care of that, well, they're no longer working towards the sprint goal, mm -hmm. right? And in that scenario, that's valid, that's professional, that's good scrum. Now, this can go too far. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's always a but. 
So in this case, Todd, what would the, the, the negative scenario be? I, I think that if this becomes a, uh, if this becomes a normal thing, where you only right. have a subset of a scrum team working towards the sprint goal. Um, are you really a team then? Yeah. There, there's some kind of balance issue here that mm-hmm. it's like, now we have like, it's almost like we splinter into this feature and support mm-hmm. this feature and hot fix this feature. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, no, it is one team working towards one sprint goal with the understanding that sometimes we're going to have to break off and take care of this thing. But then we're coming back to delivering on the sprint goal. And so I think this is where scrum master, this, you know, scrum masters were hard on you. We wrote a whole book about anti-patterns flowing from a scrum master. Um, this is one where you need to keep an eye on it and, and really help the, the team understand that by working together, they, they push value through a system. They, they create a good flow. They, they deliver increments that have great outcomes and impacts, but as individuals, they, they accumulate risk as Todd likes to say. Yeah. And the, the, let's, let's, the sprint goal is the commitment here. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, we've talked to, great lengths around the benefits of a sprint goal and it being the commitment to the team with the focus and how it is a scope negotiation point and all the benefits of a sprint goal. So what happens if you get those benefits for only a small portion of the team? Yeah. Right. This is, this is ultimately we do want um, everybody committed and everybody focused and everybody uh, working towards achieving the sprint goal. Can it happen every now and then? Sure. Uh, If it's happening on a regular basis, probably something to, to expose and, and talk about and figure out why, right? You know, Todd, when I think about the 90s Chicago Bulls, <laughs> here we go. Look, the five <laughs> the five people on the floor were focused on putting the basket in the hoop or the, the ball in the hoop, mm-hmm. the basket in the hoop, the ball in the hoop, right? They weren't also off trying to weave baskets on the sidelines. Yeah. What a weird analogy. We need to stop there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think think they get get the point, right? There's a commitment. There's a focus. I love how you brought the scrum values in, and uh, yeah, as long as it doesn't become the norm, this probably works out okay. I think so. Yeah. All right. We hope you go forward with this information. Have a great day. Check out the socials. Like and subscribe. Again, we know half of you aren't subscribed, but we are dropping a lot of content lately. Scrum Guide 2020 updates. Um, an analysis, fixing your agile metrics is brand new. It's, it's starting to show up with Wilbert Seeley, fixing your Kanban with Daniel Vacanti. Got a lot of great things coming up, a lot of new projects. Uh, we want you to know when they land, so be sure to hit that like and subscribe. Check out the videos below. Leave your feedback, comments, and questions in the comments section on YouTube because who knows, your question might turn into the next episode of your Daily Scrum. But until then, I'm professional Scrum trainer Ryan Ripley. That was Todd Miller with me. And uh, we hope you have a great day. See you. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and Scrum on.